from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louie Butko. This is a 48-yard field goal attempt. It would put Montreal ahead by one. The snap, the hold, the kick, and it is good. Cote hits from 48 yards, and Montreal is up by one. There's zero on the clock. The game is over. Montreal wins on a field goal on the last play of the game, and they win by a point. Heartbreaking for the Tiger Cats. RJ Broadhead with the call as heard right here on the Ticats Audio Network. Yeah, Ticats dropping a game in Montreal. 29-28, the final. Fall the 3-7 and seven on the season. Lots to get into on the game, and we'll do that with Mike Daly, Ticats Audio Network analyst, coming up in just a little bit. Yeah, it is Ticats today on the Ticats Audio Network. Louis Butko here with you on a Monday morning, and yeah, it's a little bit rainy, but... But the sun still rose on Sunday, so despite the fact the Ticats are 3-7, and seven, they are still just one game back in first place. And the next three, a pretty huge stretch of games, and huge might be putting it lightly. The Argos, back-to-back, starting Friday in Toronto, Monday, Labor Day Classic, and then a bye week, and then right after that, the Montreal Alouettes. So the three biggest games of the season still ahead on the calendar. Ticats three and seven. Uh, Montreal Alouettes four and six. Toronto Argonauts four and five. So the East is still theirs for the taking. Uh, they just need need a win on Friday. Uh, we'll get to a, a, a lot of focus on that game all throughout the week here on Ticats Day. You can also check out any other other great shows on the Ticats Audio Network. A uh, new episode of the Coach O Show dropping today. You got the CFL this week dropping tomorrow. Uh, and then, of course, game day Friday. Lots of coverage to lead you right into kickoff starting at 7.30. All right, let's hear from uh, the head coach. Let's hear from Orlando Steiner. Here's what he had to say after the game on Saturday. It's just tough. It was one of those games, and you know we had an opportunity to uh, to hold them there. I thought I was just uh, you know proud of the way we battled, but you know we we had opportunities, I believe, in in all three phases, and you know ultimately down on defense there to uh, to hold them to at least a longer opportunity there, and it didn't happen. Well, we talk we talk about things internally, and we wanted to come away with uh, you know with touchdowns. And, you know, sometimes um, you got to play to win. And the, we had right. the whole game in front of us. At the end of the day, we had the lead with however many seconds left, and we didn't come through. I thought Matthew played solid. I thought he, they gave us a lot of looks. And, you know, I thought he stood in there and threw the ball uh, on a few. There's a couple he probably want back, but we got to help him out on a couple also. There was a, a couple that I think uh, the receivers could have helped him out a little bit. And then, uh, you know, unfortunately, we had uh, with the change of center, we had a, a couple of snaps that really put us uh, behind a little bit. And so, uh, yeah, there's there's certain plays in the game you would want back. But at the end of the day, it's football and oh, they're just tough. You got to you got to play a, a full a full 60 minutes. And today was just a testament of CFL football, just a playmaker, works yeah. hard every day in practice. And uh, made a huge play. I thought Matt did a great job of keeping the play alive there. And, um, you know, Tim Tim did what he does, and that was make plays. Yeah, I think we played six days, and uh, that's what we control. This is uh, 
It's a jagged pill to swallow. You know, I'm super proud of the guys. I thought uh, they, they battled and, you know, we just got to take advantage of opportunities. But, yeah, we know what's ahead of us. You know, we got uh, okay. two more two more games against Toronto back-to-back, -back, and uh, that's just what it is. And that is the head coach and president of football operations, Orlando Steinauer, as he spoke after the game on Saturday. Still ahead, Mike Daly, Ticats Audio Network analyst, former Ticat. Uh, we'll hear from Matthew Schiltz in just a second as well. Ticats fans, it's time to ride on our strength from now until October 13th. Purchase four eligible Hercules passenger or light truck tires to receive a $100 Ticats rewards card and be entered to win our road trip sweepstakes. Available at participating Active Green and Ross, Ontario locations, or visit HerculesTires.com slash A-G-R rewards. Uh, yeah, the Ticats still reeling. Not back at the practice field. They will be back tomorrow. Uh, we'll be back at uh, Tim Hortons Field tomorrow as well. Uh, but Matthew Schiltz was named the game's top performer, speaking of Hercules tires. Uh, he was 27 of 39. That's 70% completion rate uh, for 303 yards and two touchdowns. Both of those to Tim White. Uh, here is what Matt Schiltz had to say after the game. I mean, I'm just thumbed we got the loss, you know. Um Definitely opportunities on all three phases of the game to to take advantage and, and capitalize on some certain things. Um, and as an offense, we got to find a way to get in the end zone there in the first quarter. And, um, you know, I had a couple of throws that I want back and a couple of throws that I'm proud of. You know, that's usually how it goes. And yeah. um, obviously when we watch the film, we'll be able to see a little bit more in detail. But um, I thought we moved the ball pretty well. And, you know, we were able to um, get the ball and, and, and move it down the field. So again, it just goes down to, to capitalizing on, on those opportunities and not to, you know, taking penalties or critical mistakes in certain situations. Uh, not with this team. Um, I think you saw how we, how we've been able to respond to adversity uh, the last few weeks. And I definitely think it's a, you know, a situation where we're growing in the right direction. Like we know we have the guys in this room that can get it done, you know, uh, yeah. a better pass here or a stop there or, you know, a, a punt here. I mean, you can go down the list on plays from every single player on, on the field. So it's it's not one individual, you know, no one individual fault. You know, it, it's a team, team game. It's, football is the ultimate team game. And and we have a strong locker room and guys stick together and, and nobody turns on each other. And that's ultimately what's going to what's going to turn it for us. Um, and we feel it. So we just got to find a way to finish these games. And that's Ticats quarterback Matthew Schultz as he spoke after the game on Saturday. All right, for more on that game and to look ahead to Friday, very pleased now to be joined by Ticats Audio Network analyst Mike Daly, former Ticat himself. Mike, um, I mean, that one stings. Um, you know, the, the Ticats had the lead less than three minutes to go. Uh, it's a kick in the gut, isn't it? Yeah, that one, that one was really tough, right? Because you get that emotional high after Seth Small kicked that field goal, and you're like, you know what? It's going our way. And then, uh, you know, the two plays down, and then them to finish off with a field goal. I mean, at the end, you just kind of – you feel for everyone on that team because you're like, oh, my gosh, they cannot catch a break, right? And it's all three phases where they can't catch a break. It's not like, you know, one side's struggling or the other side's playing well. It's all three phases, and it's frustrating. Yeah, and, you know, coach after the game, and, and I've learned that coach is very careful with what he says. He doesn't say anything accidentally. And, and he did say the defense needs to make a stop there in the fourth quarter. And I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, the defense cost the Ticats the game because that's silly because the defense has saved more games, uh, you know, with this team. But uh, when you're in the last three minutes there, 
you know, the, that's where the touchdown happened with Reggie uh, White. That's where the field goal happened. I mean, what do you what do you take from that? How can you what do you what do you extrapolate from from that final three minutes there? Yeah, like you put that def- you tell the defense before the game, hey, listen, we're going to be up with whatever it was thirty six seconds left on the clock, and they're going to have to drive the field. Or you feel confident in stuff. Every single person on that defense is going to be like, absolutely, put us in that position, right? So I know for a fact that they're in those meeting rooms, you know, whether it's today or whether it was yesterday. And just being like, this one's on us, guys. Like, we had the lead, and we had a chance to end it with us on the field for it to be zero on the clock with us on the field. We can't be giving up those bomb touchdowns to get them back into the game with, like what you mentioned with Reggie White. And we can't be missing tackled or, or letting them drive the field to get into field goal position because that this is on us now because it does not matter what happened at the beginning of that game. We were on the field with an opportunity to win it and a tough drive that they had to manage, and it's it's on us. Yeah, I mean, and there's going to be a lot of talk about that this week. And, and again, I think this defense has won the Ticats more games than it has lost them, but sure. uh, you would think that that there's a lot of focus on that this week. That being said, I mean, the Ticats aren't a bad football team, are they? <laughs> <laughs> it's It's one of those things where you look at it, you go, what the heck's going on? Like, how are they losing these games? Because, you know, they come out, especially early on in the season, they come out in those first and second quarters and look like they're the best team in the CFL, right? And then it's just a series of events that happens. And it's not, like I said, it's not just the offense. It's not just the defense. It's not just the special teams. It's a series of events with all three that just end up being like, you leave and you're like, what is this team? Like, what's going on here? Well, how come they cannot pull these things out. It's frustrating. And I imagine the way we talk about it, yeah. that's exactly what's going on in the locker room. Cause they're probably like, guys, we got to figure something out here. Matt was really quick after the game on Saturday to say, nobody's getting at each other. We're all, we've all got each other's back and, and nobody's snapping on one another. You know, no element of the, you know, phase of the game is, is, you know, defense isn't, you know, snipping an offense. Uh, is that, easier said than done. I mean, football, the one thing I've learned about football teams is there's a lot of guys and there's a lot of personalities. So to be able to control the emotions, considering the three and seven where the tie cats are, how difficult is that, uh, you know, for a full room for guys individually, because I, I get the sense that, yeah, there's frustration, but to stay together as a team, like that takes some work. Yeah, it's, it is definitely difficult, but the, the nice thing about coach O and how he's kind of always, always talked about at the beginning is, you know, it's always the defense playing their defense. So if their defense gets three picks, our defense has to get four picks, right? If their offense goes for 350 yards, the Ticats offense has to go for 340 or 350, right? Whatever it is. So he does a good job that way, but I will tell you as players in there, it is very difficult if one is way far and above better than the other. But like I said, right now, it's one of those things where it's, it's kind of on everybody at this point. Right. So it's really hard to sit there and point fingers and say, okay, no, this is on, this is on the offense. No, this is on the defense. That's when it gets difficult, but I'm sure right now they're all sitting there looking at each other being like, we all need to be a little bit better to win these games. And, I think really Matt Schultz probably exactly correct where nobody's really getting after each other because it's more of a, Hey, let's put some extra work in or wherever we have to find that extra juice to pull these games out. Well, 
this this team we hear a lot about you know platitudes and you know the only thing guaranteed is adversity i mean this is adversity this is you know this is three and seven this is you know you can't string together more than a win at a time uh before getting into the loss column i mean how how difficult is it to to fight through those those platitudes those those sayings that that we hear every day and and get back to work and and just just do the job yeah, it's it's frustrating the point that because it's like, yeah, I know this is adversity, but why can we not pull this out, right? Like, like I, I understand you keep telling me this is adversity and, uh, you know, that's what we're guaranteed, but why have we not been able to figure it out now with all of this adversity that we've had? But the thing is, is when you look at it, right, and I'm sure this is the conversation that's going on, it's, we the the Ticats still have an opportunity to get first in the East yeah. and be in a good position for playoffs. So it's one of those things where it's like, hey, you can feel sorry for yourself, but guess what? We put a string of two games together, right? Win this next one with Toronto, and then win again to then get the series break over them, and then you have Montreal again to win that series. <laughs> You're kind of in a position where it's still all in front of you, which is insane to think, isn't it? Well, it is insane to think, but I mean, like we've said, the Ticats haven't been blown out of the water. They haven't been beaten, beaten. Like they're not a bad team. And when you put them up against any other team, especially in the East, you know, on paper, they, they're the better team. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I, you know, <laughs> I, I think, you know, Matt Schiltz has proven in the last couple of games, he's a, a, a you know, great, a good starting quarterback. I think he's still got some work to do, but you know, I, I take this Ticats defense over anybody in the East. Uh, I take a lot of these Ticats receivers over anybody in the East. I mean, that's where it gets to you where the season isn't over by any stretch. Yeah. And it was one of those things where when you see them losing the games, especially early on, you would look at those games the way they lost. And it was just these, like, it's like a series of unfortunate events. Hmm. (laughs) You know, pit passes that end up back into, like, a Willie Jefferson's hands, right? Like, uh, a drop pass that gets kicked back up, and then it's a pick. Like, these weird, weird things that are happening, and that's how they end up losing the games. But you're absolutely right. When you look at it on paper, you look and go – and I'm sure this happens to the other teams in the CFL. They look at the Ticats and say, hey, I know the records are three and seven, but we cannot take these guys for granted because at any point they can become explosive on offense. They can shut you down on defense, right? Lawrence Woods can take one back to the house. It's a, it is a scary team to look at when you're scouting them. But at some point, there's got to be something where it's like, the, you know how to just to find a way. Yeah, that's what it's got to be. And that's the, you know, the fine tuning of the details and the small things that are happening in the games. Well, the one thing coach always says is, is you just got to have more points than the other team at the end. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. And, yeah. and and again, coach said it after the game, he said they need a full 60 minute effort. And, and uh, which is, which makes it that much. Cause I mean, we talk about adversity, what this team has gone through. I mean, this team's lost back to back great cups. I mean, what, what more adversity, do they have to go through and, and to the point, what more adversity do fans have to go through before they start to see the results on the field? Because uh, I mean, everything's still out of them, but three and seven, not where anyone thought this team would be through the first 10 games. No, but 
if you remember back to, except for that one year in 2019, I think where it was 13 yeah. and, and three with the record, every other year where the Ticats ended up making it to the Great Cup or how they started the season, right? Even that 0 and 8 year where they did, where they made it to the, you know, the semis or whatever it might have been, it was like, it was just kind of a disaster of a beginning of the season, right? <laughs> yeah. So the Knights again, when you look at the Ticat fan, I don't want to say they're accustomed to it, but I mean, I just did, I guess. So <laughs> it's one of those things where, you know, they understand that this team will figure it out at some point. You just hope it doesn't become too late. And I think these next two games against Toronto, if they go the same route that the season's been going, then that's too late. Right. But stick with them because you need one win and then you need to finish off Toronto and you're right back in it. And once you make the playoffs, anything can happen. And everybody knows that. Uh, they did really miss uh, Siante Evans and uh, Jamal Roll, didn't they? Yeah, big time. It's, it's tough when you go up, especially a guy like Eugene Lewis, where you know he's going he's gonna to ask for, you know, eight to ten targets a game, and they're going to look that way. And, you know, Des Lawrence, if you remember, he did awesome in that past year on that stretch, right before he got hurt, right before the Great Cup. He was, a, he was the rookie of the year for the Ticats. He was playing awesome, but it is hard to then be inserted back into the season so late, or I mean, I guess midway through the season, and just be right back to where you were. So to miss a guy like Jamal Roll over there on Eugene Lewis and then Siante really understanding and being such a vet out on that field corner – it's a, it's a tough thing for those two guys to step in, especially Alden Darby, who's been at every different position, right? And he'll say, like, yeah, and he, I thought he played pretty well, but he'll say, no, I got to be able to make plays out there for sure because he's a professional. But it is a difficult thing to just step into a new position like that and face for Dez, Eugene Lewis, and, and Alden Darby on a brand-new spot. Let's talk some positives. It was really great to see Tim White have a game like he did. Not just the catches, but the the run after, you know, yards after the catch. The yak is what uh, really jumped off the page. Uh, a lot of chemistry with uh, with Matt last uh, on th- on Saturday night. Yeah, they were they were connecting. You know what, Tim White? When you watch the film, he's getting open and he he's running his routes crisp. He's looking really good this year. Um, it's just about finishing those plays, and I think that game he did. Right. And he definitely finished those plays and he was a favorite target for for Matt Schultz. And it looked really, really good because you can tell when Tim White's on, nobody can cover him. He's just he's too much faster than everybody. Right. He was coming back, like Andy said, on the on the game, um, on the game breakdown. He was coming back to the ball a lot. Right. Which Andy said, maybe there was a little that he needed to work on a little bit, but he was attacking that ball. He was routing guys up. He looked really, really good. And. You know, if, if this Matthew Schilt thing is a, a long-term deal, not sure with the health of Dane Evans, right, and he needs to rely on Tim White, Tim just needs to keep playing like that, and we all know he's capable of it. Yeah, really great to see. And, you know, had the big game the week before after being a little bit quieter from what we had been used to seeing from uh, Tim, especially last season. Uh, what would you be looking for at practice this week? Uh, you know, big test against the Argos on Friday, short week again, and back-to-back with the Argos. Uh, you just played them. You probably don't have to review too much uh, film. They did play Saturday as well against Calgary, but uh, what would you be focused on at uh, practice this week? Yeah, well, definitely that Calgary tape because, you know, anytime a team is able to beat uh, the Argos or the team you're facing next, 
Uh, you definitely want to see how and, and why they were able to pull that out. But the, the weird thing about pro sports and, and the long season of the CFL is that if you really, if you start going way too outside of the box, you're kind of getting out of your preparation, you know, fundamentals and the stuff you think works. Right. So I think you just look for just maybe more attention to detail. Maybe coach O, you know, brings the guys back into the locker room at like a half time throughout the practice, or maybe sits them down for a little bit and says, listen, we are in the fourth quarter now. Here we go. Let's see us dial it up a little bit. Small things like that, which I know he's doing, but really outside of that, you just have to prep the way you know. The coaches will prep them the way they know how to, right? And then may, it's really on the players to say, you know what? Maybe we don't leave here at three o'clock. Let's get some extra film until four, four thirty, five o'clock, and then get a lift in or something. Whatever it's got to be a little bit more. But really, when you get to this point in the season, it's on the players to make sure that they're really putting those extra details in to make it get us into the win column, really. Well, just for fans, like fans might not know this, you know, once I think it's one o'clock, there's only a certain amount of time that coaches because of the CBA, there's only a certain amount of time that coaches can actually coach. Right. And Mm -hmm. so after one o'clock, you say it's on the players. Uh, it's not just like, oh, can say, hey, guys, you know, we have to do extra reps today or we have to stick around. And that's why I think it's it's such a and I've seen this, uh, you know, just being around the team, whether it's ordering lunch in to watch extra film. I mean, this is a team that has leaders and has it's easy for those younger guys to see a Dylan win put in the time. And, and be motivated to stay a little bit later, because if you look at Win and or, you know, Micah or, or all these guys who stay late, if they're doing it, they must be doing something right. Yeah. And especially because you can see the play on the field. But hmm. like I said, it, it's about those guys saying, OK, you know what? We are going to stay after because you're absolutely right. The coaches aren't even allowed to say that they're not even allowed to converse with us <laughs> to converse with the players after 1 30 right yeah. like here we'll set a, we'll put a laptop in there sure and you can watch film on your own but we're not allowed to be in there so it is on these players so that's probably what's so frustrating for them right because i know and you know that too dylan win micah johnson simone lawrence those type of guys are putting in that extra time so maybe it's about you know another hour of film, maybe it's about different type of film watching, whatever it is, but that's what's so frustrating because they are putting in that time. They are working hard. They are trying to, you know, dot all their eyes across all their teeth. And this is kind of the way it is. So they have to figure out something a little bit more just to be able to make the playoffs at this point. Frustrating seems to be the word of the day, the word of the week. Hopefully the Ticats can uh, turn it around. Mike, uh, thanks for uh, helping me break down Saturday and uh, look ahead to Friday. Appreciate you doing this. Yeah, I can see you, Luke. That is Mike Daly, Ticats Audio Network analyst and a former Ticat himself. Uh, yeah, just just this time last year he was just playing. So always great to have his insights and analysis here on the Ticats Audio Network. All right, that'll do it for us today. Just a reminder that Ticats fans, it's time to ride on our strength from now until October 13th. Purchase four eligible Hercules passenger or light truck tires to receive a $100 Ticats rewards card. And be entered to win our road trip sweepstakes. Available at participating Active Green and Ross, Ontario locations, or visit HerculesTires.com slash AGR rewards. We are back tomorrow from practice. Same time, same place, right here on the Ticats Audio Network. I'm Louis Butko. I hope you have a great day.
Diecast today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at tiecats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at tiecats.ca. Subscribe to the Tiecats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.